The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is the Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Monday edition of the Daily 10. It's your friend Matt back again, and we're ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today and we have a lot to cover here's what's coming up on our roads group rundown brought to you by the roads group if you're curious who the roads group is that's my independent insurance agent who handles my home my car both of my policies to give me the best for my home and family to make sure i'm protected because as the old saying goes time is money and as insurance rates continue rising faster than ever you need to make sure you're getting at least 10 insurance quotes to ensure you're getting the best policy. Otherwise, you're spending hours and hours doing it yourself. Instead, get in touch with an independent insurance agent like the Rhodes Group to shop for you. It doesn't cost you anything. What it does is give you peace of mind, which comes with comprehensive collision, uninsured motorist coverage, third-party liability, all the things that we really don't know about, and honestly, we can mess up. Instead, get in touch with an independent insurance agency like the Rhodes Group to make sure your policy is done right. They've got a landing page set up for you, our Daily 10 listener, to get those 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes. It doesn't cost you anything. It just saves you some money. Go to roads-group.com slash churnoff. That's R-H-O-A-D-S, roads-group.com slash churnoff. Or call them directly to get the quotes at 678-341-9667 for the Roads Group. The Braves finished off their record-breaking regular season yesterday. Now they're hopefully preparing for a long postseason run. We'll talk about the record-breaking weekend for the Braves, what lies ahead now that the postseason schedule is set, and what it means for the Braves' October. Plus, this version of Georgia, I think, is creating a very interesting and unexpected story. We'll talk about the Dogs' win at Auburn and what lies ahead for Kirby Smart's team. And the Falcons coming off an ugly defeat in London yesterday against the Jaguars, which leaves Falcons coach Arthur Smith with the knowledge that he can only have one of these two very important things he's hoping for in 2023. All of that and more in a moment. First, I'll remind you, we're brought to you by our partners at Old Fourth Distillery. Old Fourth is ready for fall, and now that the temps are getting cooler, and we are right smack dab in the middle of football You know your weekends are going to be slammed with tailgating and games. Well, football, bourbon, tailgating, those are all things Old Fourth is known for. Old Fourth is ready to make your football season a great one. So set up your tailgate, your game day, with all the products from Old Fourth Distillery. They're all bottled in bond, aged in Atlanta, and available statewide and online. We're talking Atlanta-made vodka, Atlanta-made gin, and yes, Atlanta-aged bourbon. When you think football season, think Old Fourth Distillery. You can find Old Fourth brands available at most Atlanta retail locations, as well as statewide and always online at O4D.com. The Braves finished their season with a 10-night loss to the Nats yesterday. It was a wonderful regular season. Braves finished with a 104-58 record. Now, the game itself and really this series against the Nats was pretty meaningless. 
But the Braves still had some really fun individual goals and team goals that were out there that they wanted to achieve. And they crossed a lot of things off their to-do list. Like Marcelo Zuna, who hit two home runs yesterday, which gave him a 40 home run season. He got to 100 RBIs. He finishes with a 274 average. And while the average doesn't mean all that much, this is a guy that was hitting in the low 100s at the end of April. Of all the things that happened this season that were unexpected, to me, this is the most unexpected that the Braves arguably had the best DH in the game when it was all said and done in Marcelo Zuna. The other thing about Ozuna's second home run, which was very important, gave the Braves 307 home runs as a team, which matched the Major League Baseball single-season record set by the Twins in 2019. And the Braves were about six inches away from breaking that. Eddie Rosario, who was also part of that Twins home run hitting team, came that close to maybe being the difference in the Braves breaking the record, but it fell just a little bit short. The Braves finished the season slugging 501 as a team, that's the highest by any team in the history of Major League Baseball. So some now, so now let's talk about some of the individual accomplishments over the weekend. One came from Spencer Strider on Saturday, who earned his 20th win of the season. He also set the Braves' single-season strikeout record, passing John Smoltz on Saturday night. It wasn't a great start, but it was good enough. Spencer became the seventh Braves pitcher in the Atlanta Braves' era to win 20 games and the second to do it in as many years. Kyle Wright did it a year ago. The other major achievement came from Ronald Acuna, who broke the Braves' franchise record for stolen bases, which was set by Otis Nixon way back in 1991. Acuna stole his 73rd base over the weekend, which now gives him that record all by himself. Dave O'Brien, I thought, uh, summed up Ronald's season well with some of these numbers. Acuna finished the year hitting 337, 41 home runs, 217 hits, 80, 80 extra base hits, an OPS of 1.012, 106 RBIs, and 149 runs scored. Maybe most impressive is he only struck out 84 times. So as Dave O'Brien points out, these are players in the history of baseball that hit 335 with at least 40 home runs, 215 hits, the 80 extra base hits, and an OPS over 1,000 to go with 100 RBIs and 145 runs scored. But again, most impressively, less than 90 strikeouts. Names like Garrick. Klein and DiMaggio are the only other three names now with Ronald Acuna that sit in that historical context on that list. So the Braves will get some downtime now. They have technically the week off, although they have said they will ramp up for the NLDS, which begins Saturday at Truist Park by playing some inter-squad workouts, some games with current Braves players, Gwinnett Braves players. They're going to hold workouts tomorrow at Truist Park, Wednesday and Thursday, Gates open for free to the public beginning at 4.30 in the afternoon. The Braves wanted a little more juice and atmosphere in the park. That's why they're opening these up to the public. We learned that Max Freed will pitch in tomorrow's game, which again is a simulated game. This would line him up to start potentially game two of the NLDS with an extra day rest. That would be Monday, which obviously means Spencer Strider would get game one on Saturday, whenever that time. And again, we don't know the time of that game until later in the week. So the Braves now get ready for what, what we hope to be a long postseason run and a fun one, a lot of fun Brave stuff ahead. Coming up next on our menu, we'll talk about a Georgia win at Auburn and a storyline developing for the dogs that really none of us saw coming. But first, speaking of menus, let's talk about First Watch, which serves its entire menu seven days a week from 7 a.m. until 2.30 p.m. This fall at First Watch Hot Honey is the new pumpkin spice. In its newest seasonal menu, the leader in breakfast, brunch, and lunch, 
is partnering with Mike's Hot Honey to bring sweet heat to a custom recipe. If you're a pumpkin spice lover, don't fret. The new menu also leans into their cozy classics from pumpkin pancakes, which are awesome, and the cinnamon spice churros, which are unbelievably good, and a pomegranate pear punch fresh juice that you can enjoy now through October 29th. Stop by a First Watch restaurant near you in Metro Atlanta, including their newest on Atlanta Highway in Loganville. It's complete with an outdoor patio and an indoor brunch bar. You can always order online at firstwatch.com. Georgia beat Auburn over the weekend, 27-20. That was on Saturday afternoon at Auburn. The game itself had a very Missouri feel, the way the Dogs played a year ago in Columbia, Missouri. It was a struggle. Georgia built themselves a 10-0 deficit that they had to kind of climb out of. And while it was a struggle for Georgia, give Auburn credit. Uh, while Georgia was complicit in making the game much more difficult and much closer, Auburn took advantage of some of their mistakes. As I said, Georgia turned the ball over twice, found itself not in any kind of a rhythm, and in the second quarter had to find its way out of a 10-0 hole at that point. Now, Carson Beck's numbers look good. He completed nearly 70% of his passes, 318 yards. He had a touchdown and an early interception. The star of the game for Georgia was Brock Bowers. He was on a different level. The All-American tight end had eight catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. He was unstoppable. Auburn had no answers. Frankly, most teams in college football don't have many answers for Brock Bowers. In the game, Georgia put up 425 yards of offense. They were 8 for 13 on third down, which you would think would equal more than 27 points. For Georgia's defense, it was a mixed bag. They held Auburn to just 2 of 12 on third down and 307 total yards. But Auburn also had success on the ground. They rushed for 219 yards, which you know would drive Kirby Smart and Glenn Schumann crazy. But when it was all said and done, Georgia found a way to win the game close, 27 to 20. And now they'll get ready to face Kentucky next Saturday night. Now, I told you there's a story developing for Georgia that none of us would have expected. I think we might be looking at a team in Georgia that's going to have to be one that grinds more than one we have seen in the last couple of years. It's more grind than great for Georgia at this point, and that's fine. I think this is an interesting storyline. Here's why. There are a couple of factions of Georgia fans coming into the season and even today. Some that were a little bored, frankly, that, oh, look at our schedule. We're going to roll over everybody, and that hasn't happened. Then there's the other side of the Georgia fan base that just is kind of angry and bothered that Georgia's not playing up to the expectation level that has been set for this team following back-to-back championships. I understand both sides of that, but here's what I would say. You were not promised to be as great as you were in 21 or as great as you were in 22. This team is not that. There's a pretty good chance the 21 Georgia team would steamroll this Georgia team. There's a good chance the 22 dogs would beat up this team. But here's the good news. You're not facing either of those teams. You continue to face the teams on this schedule, which included Saturday against Auburn and this upcoming Saturday against Kentucky. This is a very good Georgia team. I just don't know that they're great. Maybe they'll turn into that. But right now they're not showing you that they have that greatness in them. They're good in a lot of areas, but there are more flaws on this team than there were on the 22 or 21 teams. They have to fight and scratch and claw a little bit harder than they have in the last couple of years, and I find that interesting. I find that intriguing. That now you look ahead at the schedule and you're like, okay, this Kentucky game's a little tricky, maybe more so than anybody would have thought coming into the season. And who knows, maybe down the line, the Florida game, although Florida didn't look good against Kentucky, maybe that game is a little bit tricky. The Tennessee game on the road, like there are things now that you just can't take for granted, that while Georgia's very, very good, they haven't covered any of the point spread so far in the first five weeks of the season. They haven't looked dominant in any specific area. They play up and down to competition. But that's a storyline that, to me, 
I find rather intriguing for a team that still can win the championship. But if this team wins the title, it's going to be a grittier bunch and not so much a greater bunch. There's still a ton of talent, but they just haven't separated from the rest of college football the way have uh, the way they have in years past. And again, that's okay. You're just not going to be as great as you want to be every year. That's just a part of the game. We'll see what Georgia looks like against Kentucky Saturday night, 7 o'clock, between the hedges. We will talk about an ugly performance with the, for the Falcons in London, which now leaves Arthur Smith to decide which one of the things he desperately wants more than the other. Uh, more than the others. He's going to have to make a choice. We'll talk about it coming up in a moment. First, I'll remind you, our go-to sports bar here with the Daily 10 is downtown Woodstock at that Daily Draft. You see the symmetry there? Daily 10, Daily Draft. Sean Daly, the fine proprietor of the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock on Main Street, has put together a can't-miss product if you're a sports fan. If you want to watch your college football all day on Saturday, hunker down and watch your pro football action on Sunday, no better spot than in the heart of downtown Woodstock. Why? Well, it's easy to find if you're in Roswell, Alpharetta, you're in Milton, you're in Canton, you're in Kennesaw, you're not far away from the Daily Draft, and what you'll find when you walk through the doors, self-serve taps, which makes your drinking enjoyment that much easier, a craft beer bar with all kinds of great choices, a brand new menu that just rolled out with all right answers, the best big screen in the burbs. You're a Dogs fan or a Dirty Birds fan, that's the best place to catch your local action, great views in the two-story sports environment, that is the Daily Draft. Check out their website at thedailydraft.net. Better yet, follow them on their social channels on Instagram or Facebook to keep up with all things at the Daily Draft. The Falcons lost to the Jags 23-7 yesterday in London, so they dropped the 2-2 two two on the season. The Falcon offense was offensive, especially in the first half. It was just pitiful throughout the first half of the game. Desmond Ritter could not get in a rhythm. The Falcons now have just scored three points in the first quarter all season. Just 19 points in the first half, which means they keep digging themselves into holes. And they did it again against Jacksonville on Sunday, falling into a 17-0 hole. Now, that wasn't really on the defense. The defense gave up one touchdown in the game. Desmond Ritter, I mean, he just got lost for a while in this first half. He threw a pick six on an awful decision as he stared down a receiver. On a a throw you just can't make. And then on the very next throw, he stared down the same receiver uh, again. And the Jags had another easy interception. Now, the Falcon defense buckled down, got a fourth down stop on that turnover, which is good. But as I said on uh, Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it now after that second throw, I just hope he's not just mentally warped after that second one. I mean, he just, he looks shell-shocked. Now, a couple of things about Desmond, who finished 19 for 31, 191 yards, touchdown and two picks, he was sacked four times. The offensive line was inconsistent again. Pass pro was hit or miss. The only thing that really worked for the Falcons was Bijan Robinson, and I think he did a lot of that with his own special gifts. He finished with 105 yards rushing on 14 attempts. uh, Bijan also had five catches for 32 yards, so that's the good. The bad, you're just not able to get the ball to your your star-level talent, the guys you spent a lot of high-prospect capital on. Kyle Pitts and Drake London only got 11 targets combined in the game. They only had five catches combined for 49 yards. On a day where the Falcon defense did good work for the most part, they had one bad moment in the game. In the first quarter, Richie Grant came on a blitz. He whiffed on Trevor Lawrence. The Falcons had a bust in the secondary. Lawrence took advantage and found Calvin Ridley for a touchdown. But again, they did fine outside of that, a couple of sacks in the game. They held Jacksonville to 5 for 14 on third down. But when it came down to it, Desmond Ritter just made too many big mistakes that dug the Falcons a deep hole. I've been very clear on Desmond. I'm just not ready to make a decision on whether he's going to be the answer or not. 
This is not something, obviously, in the check column on Desmond. But here's the bottom line for the Falcons and Ritter. While he goes through his ups and downs, Arthur Smith is the only one that has to still be the one that believes that Desmond is the long-term answer and on the short term can still win games. But here's the problem. I don't know if, if Arthur Smith will get both things he wants done this season. He might have to make a choice of, if I want to go to the playoffs this year, Taylor Heineke just might be the better option short term. It doesn't leave you any answers long term. But Taylor started 25 games in the league. He'll get more out of your star-level talent. I think he'll make fewer mistakes, although he does make reckless throws at times. I've described Taylor as a quarterback who has irrational confidence, which I guess you want from a quarterback unless it just puts you in harm's way. But in Desmond's case, he's just making horrible decisions at times, which puts you just as bad in a situation. If the Falcons want to develop Desmond and risk not making the playoffs— well, then that's the plan. You stay with Ritter as your quarterback. I don't know that you can walk both lines if you're Arthur Smith this year. I know that's what he thinks can happen. We'll see. I think you can only do one or the other. You can still try to compete and keep Desmond, and hopefully it pays off by getting him 17 full games, and maybe you only win seven or eight. Or with Taylor Heineke, maybe you eke out another win or two, and you get to nine or ten, and you're in the postseason. I just don't know what that does long-term. It's a weird situation for the Falcons, but this was the plan that they went forward with, rolling with Desmond Rear, a third-rounder, and sort of a journeyman who has started in Taylor Heineke as a backup. The bottom line for Arthur Smith is the wrong decision will cost him his job at some point, whether it's at the end of this year or the end of the next season. That's what the quarterback decision and, and ultimately a mistake will do. It'll cost him his job. I don't think he's pulling Desmond Ritter now. I think Des will start Sunday against Houston. If they were to lose that game and Desmond struggle, well, then all of a sudden Arthur Smith's got a very big decision because you're 2-3 and three and you're playing out of a hole after giving yourself a 2-0 and o start to the season. We shall see how it goes. Falcons are back home at Mercedes-Benz against the Houston Texans Sunday at 1 o'clock. Now is the time where I would ask you folks to do me the solid and subscribe to this podcast. If you're a first-timer, thank you for listening. If you're somebody who listens occasionally but has not subscribed, we're available on every single podcast platform for you to uh, subscribe to now. Just make sure you get this waiting for you at 10 a.m. every day. I will talk to you folks later this afternoon on the radio at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan in Atlanta. We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily 10. Subscribe to The Daily 10 now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 
50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 